Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, this is Seamus Byrne back again with another high resolution. Uh, this week, I'm sharing a really nice chat that I had with Mark Reedy from Tennis Australia. He's the events organizer, essentially the guy behind the scenes on putting together the AO Summer Smash Fortnite tournament that took place. Really interesting to talk to him about the fact that as we sort of kick things off, around the question of it coming back for a second time. I think it's one thing when when companies from outside of the typical esports domain sort of dip their toe, give it a try once, when they come back again a year later, it shows that there's something really important and valuable around that. So let's just dive straight into this conversation. And that's exactly where I began. I asked Mark for his thoughts on that whole idea of doing it a second time and how important that is and all the values that a non-endemic company like Tennis Australia found that they would get out of holding an event like this. Yeah, as you say, uh, you know, there's, when you do an event the first time, there's always that question of whether there's a second one. Um, but obviously, uh, we are here. We, we've got our second one going now. And um, yeah, the, the response to the first one was really good within the within TA and within the company and within you know the gaming community and the spectators. Everyone had a great time. So um, we pretty much from day one were looking at what we were going to do for for the next year. For our next event um so here we are uh we've uh, obviously the first one was the oce only event um we have been able to expand that uh we now have players um from all over the world oce as well as na eu we've got two brazilians here we've got japan and china yeah um so it's a it's actually a really big event we've got some of the biggest players in the world and i mean Again, I liked, I heard somebody saying how it almost reflects the Australian Open itself now that it's got this more international flavor. Mm. Um, but it feels like that must be a lot of work to kind of then plan out. Who exactly are we going to try to invite? How do we try to get that sense of, you know, of global aspect to, to what's going down? Yeah, definitely. And it's, it, it is it is uh, like a mini AO almost. We have, um, yeah. uh, you know, combined players between the program and the solos is uh, 150 players. Uh, that's, you know, more than a singles main draw <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, so and and as and you're right it has got that international flavor now we have brought the best players uh from all around the world to come here and compete and and just like in the australian open it's the same thing that happens there or the best players from all around the world come over so yeah um the, so yeah we're really happy that um they've been able to make it you know some of these names are just incredible you know benji um Nyrox, world cup winner um 
Uh, who else we've got? Uh, Zayt, Saf, uh, just, yeah, yeah, huge names, Epic Well. But, great. I mean, what's kind of really cool, I feel like, is that also the, the crowds, like, they love these Aussie kind of stars as well, mm. right? They, mm. They're even from last year to this year, it seems like a lot of them have really continued to sort of build these profiles that means that, you know, so many of the fans were turning up. It's not just because there's internationals. They actually want to see these people they love watching online yeah. in person. Absolutely. And, and again, um, drawing the parallels between the AO, you know, we, we you know, when there is a, an Australian playing on center court, the crowd gets behind them. Yeah. Um, and, and whilst we do have all of these big, these big players that everyone wants to come and see, you know, yesterday we saw on the Pro-Am, Fresh Asian comes through with the win, um, partnering with Lockie, of course, two of the biggest favorites here uh, amongst the crowd. So it was fantastic to see them get up and, and everyone here was excited to see it too. Um, I, it's a really good way to think of it, like the Oz Open, in that if, you know, last year, they're all just, it's Oz players playing against each other. When it's them against the world, people really want to watch them shine. That's right. And, and you know, as, as I think we mentioned last year, um, you know, OC don't get that opportunity to play against, um, you know, some of the best players uh, from NA and EU. So to be able to bring them here, um, looking really looking forward to seeing them solo today and seeing how yeah. our OCU guys uh, compare. I even actually noticed, yeah, before the matches started that when they first flew down, some of them like jumped into the Oceanic Cash Cup stuff online and things as well. So you know, th- for them it was almost like, okay, let's let's feel out what's this Oceanic, mm. uh, you know, uh, part of the kind of the world environment play like because it's kind of such a weird part of how as global as fandom for Fortnite can be that. In the end, it's kind of locked to those latency issues and things of mm. the internet. And so this is kind of a first chance for a lot of them to find out what the local talent is even like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I mean, it's not that's that's for all, all gaming. You know, we yeah. you know, 20 years ago, we were sending uh, some Counter-Strike teams overseas <laughs> just yeah. to see how they go. And then, you know, they, they're always... They always played a little bit differently and they should, they're able to shock a couple of teams. And I think hopefully we'll see that again today with a couple of the OCE players um, getting up. But yeah, that, that cash cup, I, I saw the results of that as well. And I think there would have been a, a few uh, surprise players getting killed by Benji Fishy and uh, Epic Well that, <laughs> yeah. that they probably wouldn't have expected uh, that to be those caliber of players being in an OCE lobby. But look, having gotten to play in the Pro-Am last year, I, I still talk about the fact that I got killed by Slayer and he made the World Cup. So, like, I yeah. was kind of killed by someone who was in the World Cup. And that, that's a cool feeling. You're, you're, <laughs> a poten- you're potentially at World Cup level. <laughs> that's right. You know, no one can dispute that. No. <laughs> um, when it comes to the partnerships to kind of make this thing work this way, um, you guys have a lot of event experience. But then for the specific nature of this, you know, how do you... How do you make sure that you're working with the right people and the right, you know, third parties to pull it off? Yeah, I mean, we're very fortunate, again, being able to draw on a lot of the expertise and talent um, from third-party companies and personnel that are already here at the AO. Yeah. Um, uh, Gravity do a lot of work with us to help get this set up. Um, ESL, obviously, again, have done a a number of events uh, in this venue uh, as well as around Australia, so we rely on their expertise as well. Epic, of course, obviously, you know, absolutely phenomenal support from them. And, yeah, uh, yeah. and again, we couldn't do it without them. So um, being able to draw on experts from all areas uh, is, is basically what, what contributes to this, is what causes this yeah. event, you know. And so how much kind of value does 
Tennis Australia, you know, how are you trying to measure what's the mm. value that comes back to Tennis Australia from putting yeah. something like this on? Yeah, well, I mean, just looking now, I mean, the, the background noise has kicked up a little bit, but the doors have opened and, and you know, people are flooding in. And these, this is an audience that would not be here at the Australian Open otherwise without this event. So I think we did some research last time and around 70% of the attendees hadn't been to the Open before. Yeah, so right. for us, it's, it's, not, it's, um, it's more about exposing... Or, or bringing this new audience into the venue that um, you know may have not may, may not have, had, have come here before, may not see tennis before. Yeah. You know, we've got the immense final on later tonight. Maybe they'll stick around and watch some of that. Yeah. Um, but most importantly, just like the the other um, initiatives we've done, like the the music festival, um, it's about bringing people to the Australian Open, having uh, make letting them have a good time, and um, and hopefully they see some tennis as well. But that's that's not the main the main yeah, yeah. goal it's just uh, bringing them to the event and having a good time really yeah and so to other kind of you know non-endemic type companies we often talk about that you know from the game side um you know what do you feel like you know others should try to grasp about you know if they think oh what you know what's the point of game stuff why should we engage with this space mm. um you know what are some of the things that yeah. you feel like have have been that lesson or the things that you feel like others should try to understand about getting involved with this space? Yeah, I think. I mean, I think for us, um, we've kind of tried to stick to what our strengths are. You know, we we, we run events, we run yeah. events around the world, and so for us, you know, whereas you're sponsoring a team or being involved in that kind of level might work better for someone else. For us, you know, it's the actual event side of things that yeah. that works best for us. So I think having an understanding of what your strengths are is a good is a good start and also what you want to get out of it you know obviously you know what works for one person might not work for another and, yeah. and we you know this if we didn't have this infrastructure in place already i very much doubt that we'd be able to do this event as well <laughs> yeah. um you know the leds are here the you know the broadcast is here there's so much stuff that's already here that that allows us to do this but um I think, yeah, I mean, we sat down and sort of had a good look at everything and worked it and, and, and felt that this would be the best um, the best path for us. Yeah. I mean, it's a good point, isn't it, that you know, if this wasn't on, like in past years, mm. what would have what would the MCA arena, you know, have been used for mm. after sort of, you know, everything moved only into Rod Laver? Uh, so yeah, a couple of years ago this was uh, this would have been reserved for men's final practice. So yep. it would have been reserved for um, practice session in the afternoon usually uh say around two three four o'clock um but otherwise uh, and, and potentially as an emergency reserve court for um you know weather yeah but um yeah play play sort of finishes um midway through week two for a lot of the tournament winds down a lot obviously people are getting eliminated every day yeah you end up with um only a few people players left in the jaw um but yeah it would, it would be a, a practice facility but we've yeah. been able to able to have this uh, event and um, open the gates on the Saturday and Sunday earlier. Um, you got more patrons coming in, yeah. uh, bigger attendance overall, and also just changes the the feeling of, of finals weekend. You know, we... Uh, it's a good Previously, point. four o'clock in the afternoon, gates open and people just sort of wandered in. But now those same people are coming in and there's there's kids everywhere. There's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of hype. There's, it's, it's just a really great atmosphere having everyone around. Yeah. Um, you know, you're not, you're not walking into an empty venue. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, yeah, that... Like at the, the the biggest kind of hype weekend for the event itself is on site. Probably been the quietest part because there's the least number of games happening. It's yeah. like yeah. one game. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Hold up. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.